Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Back in the saddle. Feels good to be back in the studio. But we're hitting the road again later on this week. Welcome in to Nuana is Now. Your one-stop shop for all things sports every single day. Right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching it on SWX Montana Television. If you watched it last week, we appreciate you. And uh, sorry that you just had to look at our fine pieces of art and, uh, and our trophies. But, but do you think it was better for people that were there? <laughs> That's right. I mean, I mean, That's really. right. That's right. All you, just listening is a lot better than having to see our ugly mugs. But either way, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, Coulter Nuana is coming to you as we do each and every Monday and Tuesday. And you'll get a full dose of this duo for about the next week because Sean Rainey will be swinging by Wednesday. Thursday, we are off. So we will not have a Nuana is Now show because our flights have been rearranged. We will be on an airplane flying from Dallas to Indianapolis. First, we're going to fly from Missoula to Dallas, but we will be in the air on Thursday. So we'll make sure we get all the national stuff uploaded for you so that you can hear all the ins and outs of the NCAA men's basketball tournament, which will kick off on Friday from Indianapolis. Then we will be in Indy Friday doing a remote broadcast from Indy for both Friday and Monday and Tuesday shows. So Nuanas now will be uh, broadcasted from the Eastern time zone for the first time in the history of ESPN Missoula. So we're very, very excited about that. Big show for you today. We're going to recap everything that went down over the weekend. Eastern Washington defeated Montana State in the Big Sky Conference Men's Basketball Championship. And so EWU, they are going to the big dance for the third time in school history. They have a number 14 seed, and they will play Kansas. We'll give you a little insight into that play. Some sound from the postgame press conference with Shantae Leggins, as well as Eastern Washington's first-team All-Big Sky duo of Kim Aiken Jr. and Tanner Groves. They beat Montana State in the championship. A surprise berth in the championship for Montana State. First time they'd been to the championship since 2009, and only the second time in the last 25 years that MSU played for the Big Sky tournament title. So good run by Danny Sprinkle and his crew. We'll share some thoughts from Coach Sprinkle as well as Jabril Bello and Abdul Muhammad from after the game. This is going to be part of our Montana Basketball Hour like we do each and every Monday for the first hour of each Monday show presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. We're going to go outside the Big Sky but keep it on the college hoop ranks at about 4.30. Kurt Paulson, who started his college coaching career here at Montana uh, as a grad assistant under Wayne Tinkle. He's now the head coach for the Carroll College men's basketball team. They went on a great run a couple of years ago to make it to the championship game of the NAIA National Tournament. Well, they're on a great run. Again, they're the only 
college basketball team from the state of Montana that remains alive. They're into the NAIA Sweet 16. They had a couple wins over the weekend against Texas Wesleyan and Arizona Christian. So Kurt Paulson will join us about 4.30 as part of our Montana Basketball Hour. And then we'll also give you some thoughts on both the women's tournament. Idaho State takes home the Women's Big Sky Conference Championship with a win over Idaho. And the Lady Grizz, this was reported by both Skyline Sports as well as the Missoulian last week and confirmed by Ken Haslam, Montana Athletic Director, but officially released today by the University of Montana Athletic Department that the Lady Grizz... A head coaching job is officially open. The national search officially underway. A search committee in place. So we'll give you the ins and outs of that. Second hour, we're going to talk some state hoops. We had Class AA, Class B, and Class C champions named for both the girls and boys. A couple historic championships on the horizon. Uh, and a couple of uh, big-time wins for especially some of the smaller schools. Fort Benton, their girls won their first ever Class C championship. We'll talk a little bit about the futures of the basketball teams in Montana. The men Grizz and the Bobcat Grizz. Or, excuse me, the Bobcat men and the men Grizz. And uh, then we'll also talk a little football because we had a busy week last week. Uh, I was in the seat covering all 21 games of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. There was a lot of reasons why it was even more uh, work than it ever was before, but we were really happy to be there. It was a lot of fun last week. You can check out all of our stuff, skylinesportsmt.com, or you can check out all the podcasts from the show from Boise last week. We did Nuanas now remotely uh, five days in a row, but Riley, he was nowhere to be found on Saturday because he was doing a solid for one of our good broadcasting buddies, Larry Weir, who is the voice of the Eastern Washington Eagles. He found himself double booked. Eastern Washington had the Big Side Conference Men's Basketball Championship on Saturday. That took priority over Eastern Washington's football game in Pocatello. So Riley, being the guy that he is, even though he's the voice of the Grizz, he became the voice of the Eastern Washington Eagles for a day. What a weird deal, right? But kind of fun to be, go out of your way and drive to Pocatello and call a football game. So unique and so fun. I tell you what, we were both spent on Sunday, me and you texting back and forth. But this kind of transpired a couple of weeks ago, and you're right. It starts first off with the friendship with Larry because he is awesome. He's been on this show before. I'm sure we'll have him on this week previewing Eastern's matchup against Kansas. But it is kind of that brotherhood of the big sky, and I think that we feel that when we're in Boise, which, shout out, by the way, I'm going to say it before you do. Skyline Sports crushed it down in Boise every single game. Game, covered it. Um, there, there's no doubt who the source of Big Sky Conference media is, and it's definitely Skyline Sports. So you guys put in a busy week, but uh, well, with and you feel the brotherhood just being there. But uh, Larry asked me when we played, you know, there's this possibility that comes up that absolutely if Montana's in the title game, which, hey, there was a puncher's chance at that, sure. obviously, then, then absolutely this won't happen. But if there's a chance that Eastern Washington basketball makes the title Montana doesn't would you drive over to Pocatello with for me and call that game of course I jumped at that opportunity would love to help him out and personally to shake off some rust because of Grizzly football coming sure. up here April 10th April 17th worked out great of course Pocatello just on the drive home and you know, I, when I signed up for it, I didn't think of the possibility because it really was worst case scenario from a prep standpoint, Coulter, where you're literally going into the game at 8.30 on Friday night and Larry and I enter and it was basically winner gets to stay and call a title and the loser's driving to Pocatello the right. next morning. Well, being who I am when it comes to prep. When the Grizz lost Eastern Washington, I went straight back to the room, stayed up till about 4 or 5 in the morning, prepped, got up 9 in the morning, drove to Pocatello, straight on adrenaline and fumes. But what a game. 46-42. I mean, it was great. I know State almost had the upset of the spring season, but then Eastern Washington comes roaring all the way back. But uh, I think you learned a lot from that game that, one, I know State has a chance to be pretty good. Yes. But also, Eric Berry is pretty damn good, oh too. My, he's the best quarterback in the country. He really is. I mean, what he was able to do to extend plays, it was phenomenal to watch and just get a, a front row seat really at it. Um, over 400 yards, the national player of the week. I mean, Eastern was down by 11 points in the first half. And in the second half, the game featured 88 points, 1,100 total yards. I will say this, Grizz fans out there and Cap fans, when you guys finally resume two is... The itch for football was real, and being in that arena, there was only 2,500 fans, but just feeling it and the excitement back and forth, I know I'm ready to go. It's very fitting. Grizz football is starting up. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show in this week, but it was cool. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better game to, to jump in and pinch hit for, and um, Eastern is a real deal, but also Idaho State. 
Rob Fennessy's got it going. They've got some freshman wide receivers. Holy smokes. Jalen Henderson, remember that name. And Tyler Vanderwell is the best quarterback that's come through Pocatello in a very long time. I worked with Paul Sorensen calling the game for Eastern Washington, and he was so impressed by Vanderwell. So watch out. Idaho State, their schedule's brutal, Coulter. You're not going to see it in the spring. They might go 1-5 and or 2-4. and Sure. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Probably a sleeper team come fall 2021. Very interesting. Though behind the scenes from the Big Sky Terminal last week, and by the way, uh, thank you so much to all of our great sponsors for sending us down there, including Stockman Bank, who's presenting the Montana Basketball Hour. As you listen, Stockman Bank has 36 locations across the state of Montana. Run by Montanans, they're only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana brand of banking so the way that this whole procedure worked at the Big Sky Conference Tournament, the things that were really different that made it even more busy than usual is, one, all the press conferences were on Zoom calls. That complicates things twofold. One, we had to enter our questions via a chat so that the um, the person conducting the press conference, Denise Thompson of the Big Sky Conference, she could then ask them so there was no technological issues in terms of the players and coaches being able to hear but the Zoom calls were conducted in a, a a room outside the locker room to try it, to keep... It, it was like a janitor's closet. It was like I a janitor's closet, there. right. And they were trying to keep the players a, 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 to as limited of exposure as possible, especially the teams that could, and in Eastern's case, eventually did advance to the NCAA tournament. So then we have the ability to have press conference videos after every single uh, press conference, which is good. That's good content for us. It's good content for our YouTube channel. And good content for our sponsors, but also, though, this is an extra level of production, but also then you don't get the face-to-face, you don't get to ask the follow-up, so all that stuff was a little bit complicated, but all that said, it was a great event put on by the Big Sky. I thought they did as, as best they could in terms of weird circumstances, but the other thing that was weird is you had to have 65 minutes between games which then pushed the whole schedule back. And then the Montana schools ended up playing the night game every single night. The Lady Grizz played on Monday. They get upset. The uh, Montana State women play the late game on both Tuesday and Wednesday. The Grizz played the last game of the men's tournament on Wednesday and then on Thursday. And then Montana State played the second-to-last game. And uh, so it just kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back until finally then a, a lot of late nights. But uh, – here nor there, it, it was fun. We were glad to be there, and uh, we were glad to get it all done. The championship game, Eastern Washington versus Montana State. First, a surprise for Montana State to get there. The best game of the tournament, hands down, not close, was the semifinal game between Montana State and Southern Utah, the top seed. Number two was Montana Weber. Right, I will for say sure. That, but those, those for sure. For top sure. Two, top two games of that tournament. For sure, for sure. For sure. Um, and, uh, I mean, talk about so many momentum swings. It was like true March basketball. Montana State tried to win it a million times. They tried to lose it a million times, and then they finally end up winning it. But, I mean, they had some bad turnovers. They had some terrible missed free throws. But then they also had Jabril Bellows block after Amin Adamu's terrible turnover. They had Amin Adamu's unbelievable steal on an inbounds pass. They had multiple big shots down the stretch, and somehow, someway, they upset the top seed to punch their ticket in the championship game for the first time in more than a decade. In that final possession and regulation to force overtime, they're down by two. It was discombobulated. Xavier Bishop was out of options, and he kind of just said, oh, Bello, take over. And and Bello, Jabril just put one up, made it at the, at the buzzer. Classic March. It's a great game, man. And I think that Montana State deserves the credit. They took Southern Utah out of sorts. Southern Utah sure. was off their game. They were playing ISO ball. And we know in March, ISO ball does not work. For it's sure. team basketball. Eastern was connected on the defensive end. Montana State was connected on the defensive end. The Grizz were against Weber State, not so much against Eastern. So that's what it takes in March. The, the Cats deserve, to me, more credit what they did defensively, taking Southern Utah out of rhythm. That was only the second time in 15 years, Coulter, that the number one seed in the Big Sky Tournament did not make the championship game. First time at a neutral site. Big time. So that was a huge upset. Cats deserve a lot of credit. We, we knew there was going to be one down the line. Is Montana over Weber an upset? Yeah, many. But the massive upset was obviously the Cats taking down the one seed. It was a good job by Danny Sprinkle getting his team ready to go for this tournament. And actually what was the first time coaching in this tournament because last year they got a bye and then it got all called off. Listen to the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank, when you bank with Stockman, your money stays in the local economy helping your friends and neighbors They're only in Montana. They plan to keep it that way. 
Their online and mobile banking platforms are robust and allow you to bank from anywhere, wherever you are, at any time. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in on TV on SWX Montana Television. The other semifinal to set up this championship matchup, Eastern Washington and Montana State, featured Montana and Eastern Washington, and it was sort of the same script that we've seen. Eastern did not let off the gas. By the time it was halftime, it was 44-15. to Eastern Washington had a lead. The Grizz figured out a way to claw their way back into it a little bit to make it less than a 40-point margin at least, but they end up losing 78-50. to We're going to get into what that means for the future of the Grizz at the top of the hour, but Eastern Washington just had Montana's number. It's not only that Eastern Washington is the best team in the league, but it was also the worst matchup in in the league for Montana. Then we get to the championship game on Saturday night and uh, it looked like it was just going to be a repeated script from the semifinals. Eastern Washington races out to a 13-3 lead. I put this on Twitter. I watched Eastern Washington play live six times this year. They were up at least 10 points by the first media timeout all six games. That's what they do. They put you on your, their heels they just exactly they get the bench going. Shante Leggins is is orchestrating the the crazy uh, circus that is their bench, and uh, and uh, once they get that momentum and the enthusiasm going, they're pretty hard to beat. But they were up thirteen to three against Montana State. They pushed the lead to twenty nine to nine, and you're sitting here thinking, man, they might win the championship game by thirty. And we had seen the women's championship game be a forty point blow with Idaho State outlasting, not outlasting, blowing past Idaho 84-49. and. And uh, so then I was sitting there thinking, man, not even not even for the Cats' sake, but just for the sake of the fans, I hope somebody can make a run in this thing. The Cats, they were down still 16 points at halftime, but they were able to adjust a bunch of stuff and cut it to about 12 points for most of the rest of the uh, second half. They only cut it under uh, double digits one time, but they ended up losing 65 55. We got some sound here from both Eastern Washington and Montana State, but just uh, I know you don't have much because you were calling the football game, so you didn't really get a chance to follow this thing. Well, this is interesting because I was calling it for the Eastern Washington Radio Network and Nick Hallisey, the MVP behind the scenes, I brought him to be my stat spotter guy. He was traveling with me. Well, what else does he do? He pulls up the basketball game and Paul Sorensen and I are actually watching it. So we had a feed of it. I was kind of paying attention to it. I mean, the 29-9 start obviously uh, made it seem like it seemed comfortable, but my biggest observation is that all year long, we talked about this, what's the biggest surprise? What's the difference with the Big Sky this year? What's the three best offensive teams are the best teams in the league? Southern Utah, Eastern Washington, as well as Weber State. Well, what was the difference for Eastern Washington? They clamped down yep. defensively. All three games. Yep. They shut NAU down to 60 after they erupted the day before. They shut the Grizz down to 50. Could have been worse than that. And they held Montana State to under 60. That was mighty impressive to me and probably the biggest takeaway from all of this. I, I think a, a big point of it too, Coulter, is you saw it not only with Montana in the semis, but Montana State in the finals, that third game in three days. Yep. How much does it really wear on you? How much of it can be attributed? I think more, and I'll just say it, the Eastern Washington-Montana game was not so much that the Grizz ran out of gas. It was just more of the game plan, and then the Grizz just didn't have any fight left towards the end, and you can't blame them for how insane that East, that Weber State game was. But from Montana State's perspective, I'm sure they just hit a wall from a fatigue standpoint, playing overtime the next day. How much did that play a part in it? That's why it goes to show you it's so hard to play three games in three days. Eastern had the benefit of resting guys against Montana. Those starters didn't even play in the second half pretty much. So that was a big piece of it to me too. But my biggest takeaway over all of it is that all this offense all season, Eastern clamped down defensively. That's why they won going away every game. Eastern also had the intangible motivation of what's happened the last several years. They lose heartbreakers in the championship game, both 2018 and 2019. Last year, they're the outright league champions of the number one seed coming into the tournament, but there was still a lot of doubters because they had been swept by Montana. So a lot of people were saying, hey, we'll see. You know, if they if they happen to meet in the championship, can Eastern get over there uh, being haunted by the Grizz? But a lot of the guys on Eastern, they remember the fact that that Montana had spoiled a lot of their success the last several years. And so I think they really took it out on Montana when they got the opportunity again for the third time in the tournament. And they remember losing in those championship games too. So I thought both those things were motivating factors. And those that was kind of the talk of the postgame press conference, not only just the, the, um, 
enthusiasm behind winning this tournament, the excitement of going to the NCAA tournament for the third time in program history, but also just the fact that the path that they took and a lot of the guys on this team, Kim Aiken Jr., Tanner Groves, those guys are redshirt juniors, so they've been a part of the program. They remember what it was like losing those championship games. They remember what it was like having last year's uh, tournament canceled. So here's some thoughts from Shante Leggins, Kim Aiken, and Tanner Groves following Eastern Washington's championship victory. Just unbelievable credit to Montana, uh, Montana State. They played a terrific game. Um, they did everything they did. Was, was, was tough. It was hard fought. They stayed in the game the whole time. Um, you know, we got up by, by a big margin early, and I thought, hey, maybe we can coast through this one, but they didn't let that happen. And Coach Sprinkle does an amazing job with his team. You know, he's, he's a great, he's the second year in the league. And, you know, this is really his first time being in the Big Sky Tournament in the championship, so he's done a great job with that team. And so, you, you know, you've got to give a lot of credit to them. But at the end of the day, these two guys sitting next to me go for 24 rebounds amongst each other. Our team stuck together. They, 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 they play, had to play a tough physical game, a game that, you know, early in the season people would say we couldn't do it. They, you know, they'd say we were soft, this, that, and the other. But it showed tonight. You know, we held a good team to 55 points. We out-rebounded that team. We did everything we needed to do to win the game. We didn't have a great offensive game, which, you know, it is tough. But at the same time, they did everything they needed to do to win this game. And, and uh, you just and another thing, you just want to give you know the Big Sky Conference so much credit for putting this together, keeping everybody healthy and safe, making a great event. They got to play in front of their fans. You know, they did such a good job of making us feel so comfortable while we we're here. The players felt good. Um, give a lot of credit to Eastern Washington and our, our school for keeping these guys healthy. Our, our you know our, our health people, um, you know our trainers. Uh, they did everything. Our administration. They kept these guys healthy and excited about playing. And they got them on the court. Man, and we did everything they needed to do. And I'm just. Eastern Washington had played in the previous two Big Sky Conference championship games against Montana, had built leads against the Grizz in each of those games, only to let those leads slip away as Montana won the tournament title in both 2018 and 2019. Eastern Washington got off to a 13-3 lead as well as a 29-9 lead in this one and held on to beat Montana State. How were they able to do it, Coach? As the clock was winding down, you know, you have these thoughts. And me and Kim, two years ago, uh, watched watched as Montana celebrated. And we sat there and we just watched them. And, you know, we we told ourselves, we'll get back to this and we'll have an opportunity. And, you know, we didn't. He believed me. Tanner believed me. Um, and I told him, we, we have a chance to, to do it multiple times. And, you know, the emotions were running through me were just excitement. I was happy for them. You know, I, I was giving that interview with ESPN, but I was watching these guys celebrate, and I just couldn't have been happier. You know, these, these two guys been through a lot, you know. Kim's come up through, through so much, and Tanner the same way. I mean, you got to think, these guys are retro freshmen and didn't get a lot of playing time a lot, man. And they came in and they stuck with it. A lot of kids, you know, they don't get an opportunity. You know, they, they, they want to jump ship right away. And these two guys could have, they could have went, you know, other places, but they stuck with it. And, you know, he's become the MVP. He's all defensive. The things that they you know, they set goals for themselves, and I'm proud of him for that. And his little brother gets all tournament team, and you know, it's just it's just a great feeling. I was just happy to watch them celebrate. I mean, it was one of the best moments um, of my basketball career watching these guys play, and watching these guys celebrate. That was, that was awesome. Kim, you've been so close before. How does it finally feel to punch your ticket? Um, it's really it's very exciting, uh, very emotional, like my coach was talking about, because you know you've been in this position before, and I think we've been in. Ever since I've been here, been in this position twice. Uh, once I registered in and once I played in, and both lost to Montana, and that was an opportunity for me to go out there and just prove that we, we can be champions and make it to the NCAA tournament. Tanner, your team was in the driver's spot for most of the season, and unfortunately you didn't pull it at the regular season. Um, would that motivate you guys coming into this tournament? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we didn't we didn't complete our, our regular season goals, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it motivated us, and, and we came out here and we defended for three for three games. You know, we might not have played our best three offensive games by any means, but we we probably played our best three defensive games of the entire season. And and you know, it's a it's a saying out there, but you know, defense really does win championships, and that's a testament to it. And, you know, we're, we're out here, we're led by, by my man Kim over here on, on the defensive end, and, and he's done an unbelievable job. And so is, so is the rest of the guys just, you know, buying, buying in and, and sticking together um, through it all. You know, a lot, of, a lot of these guys have, 
have worked really hard for this. Um, have seen have uh, took second place in this tournament. We've won we've won the regular season last year and didn't get a play. So I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. And Tanner just kind of touched on it. But after last tournament, last year's tournament was called off. You were in a number one seed. How much of that motivation intensity went into this year? A lot of it. You know, we, you know, we, we, we you know, we had two seniors last year that, that deserved the opportunity to try to play it. But, you know, I, the way everything happened, they didn't. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we want to send some nets to them. I'm trying to get them extra watches uh, because that's what they give. At least, I don't know, I haven't been there for five years, but that's what they give. And, you know, I'm hoping to get an extra one so we can send it to Mason and Tyler Kidd. They deserve it. They they're they were huge parts of it. And when you think about it, and you know, they still talk to Mason. I still talk to Mason. You know, they talk to kids still. And and you know, we just we just I'm just so happy. And it 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 really motivated me to try to get these guys back because I I saw the not not sadness, but the disappointment they didn't get a chance to go get to you know play in that tournament, especially these two guys and especially Kim last year. You know, and, and it was just it was just like a gut punch watching them, you know, be, be sad on that long bus ride home. But we did get to cut the nets down last year at our place by winning the league championship. And Mason got to do that in front of his wife. And we got to do that in front of our friends and family. And so it was a little solace to that. So we we're, we're okay with it. But at the same time, it just it left a bitter taste in our mouth. Tanner, we got to talk to you and your brother yesterday. You're named the tournament MVP. He's on the all-tournament team. How does that feel to be able to accomplish, accomplish those feats what you're suggesting? You know, it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's something, you know, that we dream about. Um, ever since you know Jake and I were little, um, we always dreamed about you know playing playing on the biggest stage um, of college basketball, and you know to to do it together is just an unbelievable feeling. Like it's, it's something I can't even I can't even describe. It's it's so crazy and it's and it's cool. And you know him and I have have worked really hard um, to get to this point. I'm just I'm just so speechless. Honestly, it's crazy. It's awesome. So there you go. Pretty cool experience for the Groves brothers, Jacob and Tanner Groves. Tanner Groves, the MVP of the regular season, as well as the Big Sky Conference Tournament. And his younger brother, Jacob, breakout performance of his young career, making it to the all-tournament team and helping lead Eastern Washington to their first NCAA tournament since 2015, the third in the history of the program. On the other side of the coin, Montana State falls, but they advanced a lot farther than they have in a long time and uh, really exceeded expectations in Danny Sprinkle's second season. You listen to Nuwana as now it is the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Here's Danny Sprinkle, Jabril Bello, and Senior Abdul Muhammad following Montana State's loss, their first championship game appearance since 2009, just the second since Danny Sprinkle was a freshman on this team in 1996, the last time the Bobcats advanced to the NCAA tournament. Here is Danny Sprinkle, Jabril Bello, and Abdul Muhammad. First thing, you know, uh, congrats to Eastern Washington. I thought they played a – they were just a really good team all year. You know, they're they're very deserving. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're big-time players, made big-time plays today. And, uh, you know, they jumped us early. You know, I thought, you know, their pace, they didn't look tired and we looked tired. And, uh, you know, you can kind of tell by a lot of the stats from our – you know, two for 17 from three, you know, two assists, 12 turnovers, uh, you know, and credit to their defense. I thought, you know, they, they made it hard. I don't think they get enough credit defensively as, as good as they are defensively because everybody thinks they're so good offensively, but I think they're just as good defensively. They're physical. They protect the paint. They, they guard on the perimeter and, uh, you know, they made, they made it really hard on us and, uh, you know, they jumped us early and I was proud of our guys, the way we fought back, you know, that's a game where a lot of teams get beat by 35, you know, and especially when you're tired the third night in a row. And we just – guys kept battling, you know. They kept battling. Uh, some of our young guys came in and played well, uh, you know, but it just – it was it was too much to overcome. Uh, you know, we had, we had a couple chances where we had some threes that we just needed one or two of them to fall to try and get that lead down to seven or eight and, you know, try to put some pressure on them. But, you know, they got the stops and, you know, obviously, you know, very well deserving for them. What is it about Eastern Washington that had them so explosive to start games? They can score at all five positions. Uh, they're they're tremendously skilled. Uh, they do a great job looking for each other, and all it takes is one one weak link defensively, and they're going to find that weak link and they're going to exploit it. And uh, you know they can score on the block. They got five guys on the on the court at all times that can shoot, and so they can space you. And uh, I mean it's they're they're as good an offensive team at the mid-major levels there is in the country. You know, I mean, they're, they were hard for Arizona and for, you know, St. Mary's to stop, too. And, uh, 
you know, but that's they've done a heck of a job recruiting and, and developing those guys. Jarrell, you guys fell down early. How did you keep fighting? Well, it was the only thing we could do at that point. You know, we didn't want to just completely give up on the game. We knew what was at stake. And, you know, we owe it to ourselves and our seniors to give it all we can. So. Abdul, can you just talk about the conversation at halftime? I mean, not even just today. You guys have been showing that intense effort from start to finish, that team camaraderie that's been able to push you guys through game. Um, just what was that conversation like at the half to be able to continue pushing and hopefully turn the tables in the second half? We just talk, talk about chipping away. This is what we do. We, we don't think about We just take four minutes at a time, and it's the first four minutes of every half. And we did it for the second half, but it just got to a big lead in the first half that it was, it was, a, it was a hard fight to get back into it. But it's just chipping away, and we believed all weekend. We did it for our opener against Idaho State. We did it against uh, Southern Utah, and we just fell short today. But the group of guys that we got in that room and the guys that are coming back to play for Danny Sprinkle, man, you guys are going to see them here next year, for sure. You're going to see them here. Jabril, what makes Montana State so special to play for? You know, Abdul kind of touched on it. Um, myself, Fanzel, and have seen not only what Coach has done with you guys on the court, but so many things is helping you guys become young adults and young men for when you leave this program after graduation. Can you just talk on that touch as a whole? I think it's just our culture, the way that we implement things, and what we preach to each other, like, you know, how we talk to each other. And, like, our community uh, supports us a lot. And our, co our coach, like, he just, you know, we know he has our backs. And he just he just makes us want to play even harder every day, work to, uh, to better ourselves and be better people and be better players. Coach Ball, today wasn't the result that you wanted. Can you just touch on what you appreciated from your team throughout this week? Just their their effort and their commitment to each other. Uh, you know, I thought the camaraderie was great. Like they didn't when we hit some really adverse times, they didn't quit. You know, and that that's all I care about. Like that's my job to teach them. And even tonight. As we got down 20, and they kept fighting. They kept fighting against a great team, the championship team. They kept fighting, uh, you know, which shows who they are, you know. And they know I believe in them. They know I love them. And, uh, you know, just super proud of them. So you go, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach. After his team advanced to the Big Sky Conference Tournament Championship for the first time since 2009. Great progress by MSU. We're going to get into what the future might hold for both the Grizz and the Bobcats at the top of the hour, but we got to get out. It is the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Up next, the last head coach with the men's basketball team from the state of Montana that's still playing, Kurt Paulson, is going to join us here on Nuanas now. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, Kurt Paulson from the Carroll College men's basketball team on the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back in the great state of Montana. We had a great time in the gym state in Idaho, but it's always better to be back in Missoula, back in Montana. Listen to Nuanas now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every weekday right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
Maybe you're watching in on SWX Montana Television. It is the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. We gave you the full recap of everything that went down in Boise over the weekend. We're going to have a little bit more news about the women's tournament here in a little bit. But we got to step out the big sky and stay in the college hoops realm. We welcome now on the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, good friend of this show and the head coach for the Carroll College men's basketball team. They are the only college basketball team still alive on the men's side of things from the state of Montana. It's Kurt Paulson, Carroll College head men's basketball coach. And coach, thanks so much for joining us. When you hear that, you got to be pretty proud of your squad. Last college basketball team from the great state of Montana still alive. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's great for our kids and our program, and appreciate you having me on. Well, let's start with this last weekend. You guys make it to the, a, the NAI National Tournament. You're playing in a, a sort of familiar venue in Lewiston, Idaho. LC State's there, and they've been in the Frontier Conference. And you come into this thing after losing in the Frontier Conference championship game to Carroll, but you put together two great wins. You beat Texas Wesleyan 85-58. And then you get past Arizona Christian, 83-79. Now you're into the Sweet 16. So just take us through the weekend. Bradley, just what did you like about the way your team was playing? What did it take to rebound from that Frontier Conference Tournament Championship game loss to Providence to put together a couple postseason wins? Well, looking back in hindsight, we learned a lot from that championship loss and kind of got refocused. We, we actually had like nine days of practice between that game and our, our first round of the NAIA championships. And so we, we had some days to kind of reflect and watch some film and actually get in the gym and do some practices because pretty much since Christmas break, it was like a blur where you'd only get maybe four days in a row to practice and, and then you had to play games and then maybe a rest day. Because the Frontier Conference, we were doing a Saturday-Sunday schedule And basically, once January hit, it was just a two-month grind. So what we learned was we needed to get practice time and get better after that loss. And then we got that going into the first round of the NAI tournament. And and we got a little bit better in in the practices, I felt like. Well, Coach, uh, you know this very well from the coaching tree you've been a part of and also from your playing days, but what is it about this time of year? I mean, this is your third year at the helm at Carroll, and you guys just continue to have postseason success. What is it about this time of year from maybe your mentors or your playing days or just now obviously being a head coach about uh, just reiterating to your team about how March is different and just maybe the, the difference in intensity and what it takes to win this time of year? Yeah, we just been trying to keep it simple and keep it fresh for the guys, not not doing anything new particularly, just keeping it simple and letting them have some fun with, with what the, the offense we have in. And so that was probably the, the main ingredients was just keeping things simple, keeping it fresh for the guys, not, not practicing two and a half hours this time of year and just letting them have some fresh legs on the, on the floor for the games. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you be the pronunciation guide for this one. Tell us, what. how do you pronounce number 21's name on your squad? Shoot, he's been in our program three years, and I still don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Jovan Slovakadin, we're going to say. I think that's my best chance. I'll but, give you a C-. Yeah, he had, he had a great, Jovan had a great game um, against Texas Wesleyan, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 steals. Uh, first of all, tell us the backstory here. This guy's from Belgrade, and we're talking Belgrade, Serbia, not Belgrade, Montana. So how'd this recruiting process work out? Yeah, I just took a couple flights over to Europe and, and picked a Turkish guy up and a Serbian and then flew down to Brazil and grabbed a Brazilian. <laughs> and no, we, we, we've had good luck with the international kids, but they're all kids that have done high school um, in in the state, so we got to see them in person and and get them on campus and stuff, just kind of how you would a a domestic recruit. So, uh, yeah, Yovan was one of those kids where we we found him in Las Vegas. He actually went to high school down there, but he's he's European, 
So that that was the the backstory on on the international recruiting. It's it's we don't quite have the budget at Carroll College to be flying all over the world. <laughs> Coach, uh, 18 of your 26 games obviously were conference games this year. That's kind of the nature of the beast with everything. And the Frontier Conference was obviously stacked. You have two of the top teams there in the league with you in Providence as well as LC State. How much did that prepare you, um, obviously, for your guys' success and maybe grinding out games at the back-to-back schedule that you talked about? And obviously, the Frontier, how well was it thought of, maybe from a national perspective, as you guys go to these national tournaments now, LC State, the number three seed. I believe, and uh, obviously you guys go into it as well. Yeah, no, our league's great, and, and people who haven't seen the Frontier recently, they're missing out. It's a it's a great brand of basketball. We're very proud of the the level of play that we bring, and and yeah, nationally we have a lot of respect. We've had we've had teams on both the men's and women's side in the championship games uh, two seasons ago. And then we've had lots of teams with, with deep runs, you know, over the years. Um, lo- lots of different frontier teams have made national tournament deep runs in Kansas City. So it's a great league, and, and we just encourage people to to come and watch or, or this year in particular streaming our games and just trying to create some excitement. We think it's a great brand of ball. Kurt Paulson joining us. He's the head coach of the Carroll College men's basketball team. They're into the NAIA Sweet 16. But, Coach, we got to talk about the game that got you there. 83-79 over Arizona Christian. Shamrock Campbell, pretty much perfect. 26 points, 11 of 12 from the floor, 4 of 5 from 3. It seemed like you just couldn't miss. How important was that performance to your guys' success? Oh, Shamrock's been great all season for us. He's kind of taken on a leadership role this year. He's a junior, and he's he's basically started every game of his college career for us at Carroll at the point guard position. And then he just didn't want to see the season end on Saturday. He just he just went off uh, like I, like you said. He he made it like eleven of twelve baskets for us. Just did not want the season to die. So he carried us in that Arizona Christian game, and they were they came into that game like twenty four and two, and like a top five national ranking and they were they were highly touted and our guys just kind of stuck to the game plan and and they tied it up like 65 65 with just a minute or so to go and and then we had some some big baskets from shamrock down the stretch and and kind of got that lead back and then we made just enough free throws down the stretch to to fend off arizona christian and they were definitely the favorite in that matchup and and the result is our kids get to go experience Kansas City now, and, and that's kind of the end goal every year is to get down there and make some noise. And, Coach, now you lead me right into it. We're, of course, talking with Kerr Paulson, head coach of Carroll College, a 72-24 and 24 record uh, over his two-and-a-half years, or I guess I could say three full years now leading Carroll. And now, Coach, you mentioned you beat a top-five team. Now you get another one. As far as just the perspective of playing William Penn out of Iowa, they're a team that I believe is 27-1, and one, only one loss to their credit. They're in the top five as well. Maybe more, I guess, before we even get into the matchup, what's it like from a scouting perspective, or, or what do you know? about William Penn on the basic level, their league, and when you get to these national tournaments, how hard it is to uh, maybe put a scout together of a team, obviously, that you don't see all year. Yeah, they're very good. Obviously, they've they've lost one game. They're from this Heart of America conference, kind of in the Midwest. They're an Iowa-based school, really athletic. Uh, I think they go 10 deep, so we're going to have to play lots of kids and kind of match their depth, and then... Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where if these teams are in the Sweet 16 for the NAI, they're all going to be good. So you, you're never going to get an opponent that's not worthy of being in that uh, Sweet 16. So we're just going to, you know, concentrate on doing what we do, be very fundamental, try to share the ball. We've been playing great defense uh, the last two months. That's kind of been our, our uh, you know, what we're hanging our hat on is our defense and try to keep them under their averages. And hopefully we get Shamrock or somebody to get hot like he did Saturday. And 
you never know what's going to happen. It's the tournament time in March, and we can beat anybody. We've proven that over the years. We, we made a deep run two years ago to the national championship game, and then this year knocking off teams like Providence and Arizona Christian. Those are, those are top five or top eight NAI schools right there. So William Penn's in the same boat. we got to play well in, in order to beat them, but we're up for the challenge. Kurt Paulson, head coach of the Carroll College men's basketball team. They play in Kansas City, Missouri, Friday, 7-15 in the Liston bracket. They're into the Sweet 16, the last men's basketball team playing. And, Coach, last question for you. What do you hope your guys embrace about this trip to Kansas City? You've been there before. You made a run there before. So what does it take to mentally adjust to being on the biggest stage in NAIA men's basketball? And and what's it going to take for you guys to, to make that run? Well, we just want the kids to enjoy the experience, but we're going down there to win. It's it's not a it's not a vacation by any means. We're going down there, treating it like a business trip, just like we've done the the other twenty six games this season, and and be focused and and really play our best basketball at the end of the year. And that's what we're trying to do. And you know, it's a really neat tournament down in Kansas City. They play it at Municipal Auditorium, a very storied venue. And, and once you get into that facility, you kind of you kind of smell the the greatness of of the Midwest basketball and and the hear the the sneakers squeaking and the balls bouncing and it's just an awesome experience for these kids and we're happy that they get to get down there and experience it but we're going down there to win baby. Gotta love that. Kurt Paulson, obviously, I've got to ask about the connection. You've spent a lot of time with Wayne Tinkle, of course, on staff here at Montana, and then at Oregon State to see their magical run. Uh, what was it like? Uh, how much were you able to follow it? And uh, have you talked with Coach Tinkle? All of those exciting things, because Oregon State, obviously, a magical run from preseason number 12 team all the way to Pac-12 champions. So your thoughts on Coach Tinkle and the run that they're currently on? You guys are both dancing here late in March. Yeah, been in close contact with Coach and his staff. Love those guys. Super excited for them. I mean, what a run. They got picked 12th out of 12 teams, and then they finished fifth, get the fifth seed, knock off UCLA, Oregon, and Colorado. I mean, how sweet is that? So really excited, been following them close. Uh, Haven't been able to watch a lot of those Pac-12 games because we've been playing at the same times, but... I know they're already in Indianapolis and uh, got Beaver Nation buzzing over there in Corvallis, and hopefully they can knock Tennessee off and keep it rolling. Coach, from everybody around the great state of Montana, best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, go get one on Friday night. That'd be fun. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. You guys do an awesome job and keeping everybody abreast of uh, all the sports going on in the area. And and, uh, go Saints. Thanks. Kurt Paulson, Carroll College, head men's basketball coach, joining us here on Nuanez Now. It's the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has Montana's brand of banking. They're proud to sponsor all the great athletes across the great state of Montana. And they want to thank all the basketball players from this last year for all their sacrifice, hard work, and dedication. Stockman Bank, proud sponsors of the Montana Basketball Hour. Montana brand of banking, member FDIC. More on the Montana Basketball Hour. Lady Grizz got a national search coming up, and we got a bracket challenge. A bunch of great prizes. Stick it right here at 1029 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Welcome back. Listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 406-361-3688. Or you can shoot us a text at that one as well, 361-3688. 
It is the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. When you bank with Stockman Bank, you receive personalized customer service and your phone calls always answered by a live person. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy to transfer your accounts and meeting your overall financial needs. Blooding traditional Western value with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. The uh, Idaho State women, as we heard on Friday's show, they took apart Idaho. They beat the Vandals 84-49. Vandals were extremely shorthanded. Gabby Harrington, grad transfer from Montana, who was a first-team All-League pick for the Vandals this year, as well as made the all-tournament team. She sprained her ankle against Montana State. She did not look healthy against Idaho State. Beyonce B, first-team All-League forward for the Vandals. She got a cut underneath her eye and had to have six stitches. And then, of course, Gina Markson, Another all-league player, a point guard for the Vandals. She was not even in Boise because of COVID uh, protocols, as was Haley Christopher. She was absent as well. She's the top reserve in the Big Sky. So very shorthanded on the Idaho State or Idaho, excuse me, side of things. That said, an incredibly professor, per, incredibly impressive. I've been talking a lot the last couple weeks here. You're totally excused. Uh, yeah, it, it, really impressive performance by Idaho State. They they were a well-oiled machine. They were a team of destiny, and we'll find out Idaho State's seed here in just a moment. Uh, 5 o'clock, the women's basketball selection show uh, gets kicked off. So we were going to share some sound with Idaho State, but we're kind of up against it. So here's what we're going to do. Just briefly, uh, we're going to talk about the Lady Grizz because that was the upset of the tournament, Montana losing to Sac State. And I thought it was going to dominate the narrative all week, but then because of the runs by the Montana State teams as well as the runs by the men Grizz, uh, the Lady Grizz news kind of got buried. I thought to myself, man, if if Montana makes an early exit on the men's side, if the Cats on the men's side go one and done, everybody's going to be focused on the Lady Grizz, Lady Grizz. But, of course, because there was two Montana men's teams in the semis, it kind of stole the narrative away, which I think was a good thing because then all of a sudden we're not just hammering the bad. We're emphasizing the positive, which is a good thing. And then uh, over the last week, uh, we had some sources at Skyline as well as uh, the Missoulian had some sources confirmed with Kent Haslam that they were going to open up the national search. And then today, the University of Montana Athletic Department does announce the uh, national search. An eight-person committee uh, for that national search. If you want, I'm not going to bore you with going through all the names, but if you want to go uh, online at gogrizz.com or on skylinesportsmt.com, you can find that as well. But this is the first national search for the Lady Grizz basketball program since June of 1978. Way back then, Mike Montgomery was the director of basketball operations wow. as well as the head men's basketball <laughs> coach. And he brought in a couple of pretty good candidates. Robin Selvig, people maybe not don't really know this. Robin Selvig won the right to become the Lady Grizz head coach, a position he held for 38 years. The other finalist, Tara Vanderveer. Isn't that crazy? Who ended up at Stanford. And honestly, besides probably Pat Summit, Muffet McGraw, Jody Conrad, and uh, Tara Vanderveer, those are probably the only people that have comparable resumes to Robin Selvig in the history of women's college basketball. 100%. She's got over 1,100 wins I mean, Multiple Final Fours. In about 10 minutes, her team's going to be probably the top overall seed going into this. So it... That is mind-blowing. You it think is. about Robin Selvig, Tara Vanderveer, were the finalists. I mean, that... And then, oh, and then Tara Vanderveer and, and Mike Montgomery worked together at Stanford for a long time as well. So all roads lead to Montana. That's the only thing you really need to know. <laughs> From Ken Haslam, our intention since last spring has been to conduct a national search for the next Lady Grizz head coach. When this current season concluded, I appreciate the search committee helping vet candidates and finding the very best leader for this story program. So we'll keep you apprised of all the updates with all that. We're going to discuss a little bit about the women's uh, championship game, share some sound with Idaho State, and also uh, maybe hash out this Lady Grizz national coaching search a little bit on the other side. Also going to talk to you about the future of the men's basketball programs for both the Grizz and the Bobcats as we close the chapter on this season for men's basketball in the state of Montana and give you a look towards next season. Also, we'll give you all of the results from around the state at the high school level, the AA B and C tournaments for both boys and girls finished up over the weekend. So we'll have all that as well right here on Nuanas Now. It has been the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. They have 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. They're only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking, member FDIC. More on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Well, statewide, SWX Montana Television, right after this.
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.